Father, thank you so much for the word of the Lord today. As we look at this series that you placed in my heart called Forward, we're asking right now, Lord God, for utterance today. We believe for grace deposits and supernatural divine impartations. May the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light. Our inner men be strengthened with glory and with might. And Lord, we give you ahead of time all of the glory and all of the praise for it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and everyone said amen. Amen. So we are progressing in 2024. We are moving forward. And so I, by the uh, unction of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Lord, have taken this word forward and we're going to look at each letter because it denotes for us how that we can progress this year. F, of course, had we need to make sure that we get in faith and stay in faith. And the way that we get in faith is by the planting of the seed. God's word is seed, is it not? And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the seed of God's word. So we get in by hearing, by planting the seed. But the way we stay in faith is by watering the seed. Everyone say watering the seed. So we water the seed then by continuously feeding on the truths of God's word. Our attitude should never be, I've heard that before, I've arrived. No, no, no. Faith does not come by having heard. It comes by a continuous hearing. Can you say amen? Amen. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, said this in 1 Corinthians 3, 6. He said, I have planted the seed. Amen. And then Apollos, who was a wonderful teacher of the word of God, watered the seed that was planted. But how many of you know it is God that gives the increase? Amen? Years ago, Dad Hagen said this. One of the main reasons why people are not increasing is because they are rejecting the watering process. And so how we receive the watering process determines whether or not we will grow or we will increase. And so it is our responsibility with the same joy that once we welcome the Word of God initially, we need to welcome the Word of God continuously in our life. Because that will be the determining factor whether we will grow or whether your faith will grow. You know, Paul right in the church at Thessalonica said this, Your faith groweth exceedingly. Amen. How many of you are interested in growing and increasing? I like what the Passion says in Psalm 119, 162. He says, Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. The revelation of your word thrills me like one who has discovered hidden treasure. And so this morning, we are thrilled with the word of God. And so the result will be growth and increase. And you don't have to strive. You don't have to try harder. We just need to receive the word of God better. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says it like this. And we also especially thank God continually for this. That when you received the message of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it. Not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God. Now notice what the word of God does which is effectually at work in you that believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who trust and rely on it. So the Word of God has supernatural power in it, 
It is mighty. It is effectual. What I say many times in my life, his seed, his word is working mightily in me. Will you say that together with me? His word is working mightily in me. Hallelujah. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is also in the word of God. Do you believe that? The same resurrection power that was in the event is also in the message. It is in the gospel. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto strength, unto healing, unto prosperity, unto soundness of mind. It is the power of God. And we have been given these exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might escape the corruption that is in this world. And there is a lot of corruption in this world. There's sin, there's death, there's poverty, there's sickness and disease. But thank God we've been given exceeding great and precious promises. The power of God in you, the power of God working through you will raise you up from any corruption that you face in this life. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so, F stands for faith. O stands for only on Him. We got our eyes only on Him. We're looking away from everything and anything that would distract us. We're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Our eyes are only on Him. We're not considering the circumstances. We're not staggering at the promise of God through unbelief. But we are being strengthened every day in our faith and we're giving glory to God. Everyone say, I got my eyes only on Him. Now, as we look at R today, to progress this year, we must enter in and stay in the rest that he has provided. And so we're going to talk about that for a little while before we receive communion. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, we go to the Word of God. And we need to find out what Jesus has said to us about the rest of God. And we find this in Matthew, the 11th chapter. And this begins at verse 28, and it goes right on through verse 30. Notice with me, he said, come unto me. He is the source of your rest. Come unto me. Don't come unto anything or anyone other than him. Come unto me. And what will he do? He said, I will give you rest. One translation, I will cause you to rest. I will, I will ease and relieve and I will refresh your souls. Do not our souls need some refreshing. He is our shepherd and he restores our soul and he refreshes our soul as we will come unto him on a continuous basis. Amen. Praise the Lord. I will give you rest if you will come unto me. And then he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's a key to entering into rest is become a student of the Lord Jesus Christ. Become a student of the word of God. Learn of me. Learn my word. 
Learn my ways. Learn my character. Learn my attitudes. Learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. Now, don't rest too much this morning. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another translation says, I'm going to relieve and ease and, and bring refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet to your souls. Amen. So when we enter into his rest, what we're doing is we're trusting him to the degree that we're allowing him to hold us up. We're allowing him to support us. And here's what I've discovered. When I come to him, when you come to him and you enter into his rest, you will be well positioned for times of refreshing. Can you say times of refreshing? God does not just have one time of refreshing for you, but he has seasons of refreshing for you all through the seasons of your life. Whether you're young, whether you're middle-aged, or you're getting a little older like some of us, the seasons of life, you can bank on it. There's always a refreshing for you if you will come unto Him. Amen. Come unto me and drink. Amen. Come unto me and drink. Come unto me and feed on manna from heaven. And as you do, you shall be refreshed. Amen. Now, Acts, the third chapter... And the 19th verse deals with this phrase, times of or seasons of refreshing. Amen. And of course, the context of Acts chapter 3 is after the man at the gate beautiful was raised up. You know, the Bible said he went walking and leaping and praising God. And a lot of them were wondering why in the, what in the world was going on. And Peter had quite a word for them. And he told them, look, here's what happened. It's through faith in the name of Jesus. He is the one that you killed, but he is also the one that was raised from the dead. Now, if you open your eyes and repent, I will bring to you times of refreshing. Amen. But now let's look at Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Can you say amen? So remember this, that rest and refreshing are connected together. Verse 19 of the Amplified says, So repent, change your mind and your purpose. That's what repentance means. Turn the other way. Change your mind and change your purpose. In other words, change directions. You know, if you need to repent, just go ahead and repent. Because if you will repent, God will bring to you a fresh anointing and a fresh season of refreshing in your life. So whether you need to repent or not, times of refreshing are yours. Point at yourself and say this with me. Seasons of refreshing, they're mine. So he says here, so repent and change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God. That's a good thing to do in 24. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, and wiped clean. Now read the rest with me. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now I like how the Amplified says it this way. It says that times of refreshing and recovering from the effects of heat. Anybody been through some fiery tests or trials recently? 
with the anointing, the Holy Spirit will refresh you in a time of heat, in a time of testing, in a time of trial. He will absolutely descend from heaven and cause His power to come upon you. Times of refreshing. A recovery from the effects of heat. And I like this one. A reviving with fresh air. How many of you just love fresh air? There are times where maybe I've been in meetings all day and it gets a little stuffy in my office. And I said, you know what? I need a break. And so what I do to get a break sometimes, I'll just go outside, open up the door, and just take a deep breath. Amen? At home, you know, we do a lot of studying. We do a lot of administration out of the home. And sometimes you just need a Holy Ghost break. Amen? And so what I'll do is I'll open up the back door and I'll put my face out there and get some sunshine. And the air's got a nice breeze to it. And I'll just go. Everyone breathe right now. Some of you may need some fresh air. (laughs) Perhaps your life has got a little stuffy. Maybe your attitude's got a little stuffy. Maybe you've got a little rough around the edges. Now, I don't know anything about that, but you might. No, we all do. Sometimes we get a little stuffy. The best thing we can do is open the door. Hallelujah. Come unto Him and drink. Come unto Him, praise God, and feed on His goodness. Come unto Him and breathe in of the glory of God and breathe in of the breath of God and receive the refreshing that comes from Him. Everyone say with me, seasons of refreshing they're mine he says this recovery of heat and this reviving of fresh air it comes from the presence of the Lord you want to make sure you're breathing in the right things in 24 you do not need to go down to the dispensary and breathe in what they're offering for you to be refreshed You do not need to go into the distillery and take in those spirits when you have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Spirit of the living God that you can drink in of and be filled of, hallelujah, and experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. Woo! Glory to God. It comes from the presence of Jehovah. And He is not cheap with His presence. He is not El Chipo, He is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than more than enough. He's got more than enough power for you. There is no power shortage in heaven. He's got more than of anointing for you. There is no anointing shortage. He is available to all that will come unto Him. Thank God. How many of you are candidates for times of refreshing? Psalm 126, verse 4, and the Passion says it this way. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore unto us our former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. You like that? The word refreshing means to revive. It means to renew. It means to restore. And it also means to recharge. And so the Spirit of the Lord brings His refreshing and His recovering into our lives. Say with me, His refreshing 
revives, restores, and recharges my inner man. The Passion says this in Psalm 92.10. Read it with me. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. So we see here that the power of God, the anointing of God, the refreshing of God makes you strong. It makes you mighty. It will turn you into another person. It will enable you to run through a troop and leap over a wall. Can you say amen? amen? It also destroys yokes and it removes burdens. Oftentimes when we go back to Ramah, they sing this song. It's kind of a recommitted committed song and a reconnect song. And it goes like this. I won't sing it for your sake. (laughs) Lord, anoint us with fresh oil. Now put your hand over your heart and pray this sincerely. Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. The anointing upon me renew. That I may cease to be weary and go forth with my strength renewed. Say it, I believe it and I receive it. Now let's just lift our hands and thank Him for it. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Precious Holy Spirit, empower each and every one. Strengthen each and every one. Remove all weariness. Remove those things that stand in our way. You are the great burden remover the great yoke destroyer. Thank you, Father, for moving in people's lives, for bringing healing and strength. Lord, for those that have been weakened by circumstance right now, we pray that you will strengthen each and every one of them. Strengthen their bodies, Lord, and then restore the cells that are needed in their bodies to fight off symptoms of sickness and disease. We speak to the white blood cells. We speak to the red blood cells. We speak to every organ. We speak to every tissue. We speak to every body in this house. And we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you are healed, that you are whole, that you are strong, that you are well. We take authority over sinus infections. We take authority over migraine headaches. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, May your presence and your power and your grace remove all of those things in the name of Jesus. Say with me, we plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, over our minds, and over our bodies. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost a minute. Glory to God. Thank you for the spirit within us. But Lord God, we also thank you for the Holy Ghost upon us. We thank you for the quickening power of the Holy Ghost to minister to each person in this house today and in the households of faith that are watching. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak grace, we speak strength, we speak a word of life over you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's what we're learning today. We know how to enter into into rest by coming to Him. Now I want to talk to you a little bit this morning before we receive communion, how to stay in rest. Look with me in Hebrews chapter the fourth, fourth chapter, beginning in verse one. 
It says, let us therefore fear. Now, that's not the bad kind of fear. The word fear there is reverence. Lest a promise being left as us, entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word that was preached unto them did not profit them. Why? Because they did not mix faith with what they heard. And of course, this is talking about the children of Israel. They were giving exceeding great and precious promises, but they didn't partake of those promises because they did not appropriate them. They did not seize them. They did not take possession of them. So it's our responsibility then not to follow their example, but to follow the example of the master and seize and possess anything and everything that belongs to each and every one of us. Praise God. So we see that they were not able to progress. Could you agree? They were not able to move forward. They were not able to profit. Why? Because fear prevented them from taking the land. Don't let fear prevent you from taking the land in 2024. If you want to progress, you've got to keep fear under your feet. Amen. Now notice verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. How many believers we got in the house? So here's another key. Not only come unto him, but have faith in him. We which have believed do enter into rest as he has said. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. Now notice this. Although the works were what? Although the works, I want you to pay attention to that phrase. Although the works were finished from before when? So the works then were finished from before the foundation of the world. Notice verse 4. For he spoke in a certain place on the seventh day on this wise. And God did what? What did he do on the seventh day? And God did rest the seventh day from what? He rested the seventh day from all of his works. I submit to you this morning that the reason why he rested is because he was finished. The reason why he rested because it is finished. Likewise, the work of redemption is finished. I said, likewise, the work of redemption is finished. If you will notice all the haths in God's word, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the work of God, the work of redemption is completely finished. And we enter into His rest when we believe and receive what He's already done and what He's already accomplished for us. Has He not done great things? Come on, somebody, help a preacher out this morning. Has He not done great things? Has He not triumphed over death, hell, and the grave? Has he not whipped Satan and grabbed the keys of hell and death? Has he not raised from the dead? Has he not been seated at the right hand of the Father? Is he not your high priest, your intercessor, your mediator, your advocate, and your shepherd? Has he not done great things? Woo! Glory to God. He's a great God. He's done great things. And I submit to you, he's still doing great things. 
And if you believe Him and you'll trust Him in 2024, you'll experience greater things than you ever have before because we serve a great God. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. And He is alive today. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we ought to shout for a few moments. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Say with me, for the Lord is good. And His greatness. And His mercy endures forever. So what I want you to see this morning is you and I can rest in the finished works of Christ. We are not striving. We are not sweating. We're not trying to achieve what he's already achieved. We're not trying to receive what he's achieved, what he's already bought and paid for. We just need to get on the receiving end. Say to me, this is my receiving year. This is my receiving day. This is my receiving year. Amen. 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 You might as well receive. You're going to be here anyway. Don't while your time away twiddling your tongues, wondering when, wondering why. No, thank God. Today is the day of salvation. Today is your receiving day. Hallelujah. Verse 5. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seen therefore... It remaineth, everyone say remains, that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Now the Amplified gives us a very clear statement of this. I want you to notice this with me. It says, seeing then that the promise remains over from past times. In other words, this promise is available to all who will come and believe and receive. For some to enter that rest. And that, and that those who formerly, they were given the good news about it. And they were given the opportunity. You know, the Bible tells us to buy up the opportunities. They did not. They failed to appropriate it. And did not enter in because of disobedience. And I've already given you the definition for appropriate. What we must do is just appropriate the promises. Take possession of them and seize them. That's what the word appropriate means. Verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has seized from his legalism. Come on somebody. He has received from his sweating and striving. He has seized from his own works of the law and has tapped into the goodness of God and the grace of God. He has seized from his own works as God did from his. I'm submitting to you today, rest is yours. So please don't try to get through your works what he's already gotten for you through his work of redemption. Quit trying and start shouting and start saying, thank you, Lord, it's mine. I'm not trying to get it. Thank God I've already got it. I'm resting in my healing. I'm resting in my provision. You know it's done. 
Because the blood has been shed. The substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus Christ has already taken place. Amen? Amen. So our labor is, in verse 11, now notice this. It says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now listen to this statement. Our labor is once we've entered into rest is to fight the good fight of faith and stay in rest. In other words, the test is coming. Is it not? The test is coming. The lies are coming. The enemy walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But I know you and I know me. We are part of that troop that are the may nots. He may not devour me. And so the test is coming. But listen to this phrase. I heard this from Keith Moore. I love it. He said, pass the test and enter into rest. Pass the test and stay in the rest of God. And so the effort, the labor that you and I put in is to overcome every distracting thing, every lying thing that's trying to pull us out of rest. Shall I say it again? The effort we put in, out, is to overcome every distracting thing, every lying thing that's trying to pull you out of rest. Hallelujah. For example, in the area of healing, you know healing belongs to you. And you know Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. You know in 1 John 4, 14 and 15 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. You know that Mark eleven twenty four says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you take them and you shall have them. Healing has been bought and paid for. So when you pray for healing, when you believe you receive your healing, say it with me, it's done. Now, when the thoughts come and the pain rises up, you may be hurting. Your knees may be knocking. But our labor is not to get what he got. Our labor is to speak the word only. Our attitude is this. I'm fixed. I'm settled. My soul is anchored in my covenant with God. I said my soul is anchored in my covenant with God. The winds are going to come. The storms are going to come. The waves are going to rise. Woo, glory to God. But you're anchored. I said you're anchored. And you cannot and you must not be moved. For the root of the righteous shall never be moved. Hallelujah. (laughs) No matter what wind. No matter what tests. No matter what storms. I'm rejoicing. Because I have peace in my heart. And my heart is at rest. I got this, I believe, from the Holy Spirit. I believe He ministered this to me, and that is this. We can be resting and resisting at the same time. In other words, we can be resting while we're resisting. Don't panic just because the counterattack comes. Keep your place. Stand. Amen. With your eyes only on Him. Stand on the one that said, come unto me and I will give you rest. Stand on the word of God that says He restores your soul. My heart is fixed. I'm trusting. 
I'm confident in the Lord my God. Amen. Amen. So you can be resting in Him, but resisting at the same time. And your resisting is not a resistance of panic. Your resisting is out of your place in Him and out of the authority that He's given you to exercise. There's a big difference. Some people resist in panic, but we resist in peace. Why? Because we know it is done. We know the work has been accomplished. Oh, come on, raise your hand and thank the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. We can do the same thing with lack. Yes, things may look bad financially, but my God supplies all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Keep yourself in rest and you will be in position for manifestation. Your faith response will determine your outcome. I'm going to say it again. My labor and your labor is not to achieve what is already finished, but to receive what he's already done. So keep the door shut. Keep the door closed on doubt and unbelief. So what have we learned this morning? Number one, F. Praise the Lord, faith. We get in and we stay in faith. We water the word of God but continually hearing great teaching on the Word of God. We water the seed that's been planted by feeding on the Word of God every day, by reading the Word of God, and by meditating God's Word, and by speaking God's Word. What else have we learned? That our eyes are to be only on Him. Only on Him. And then what we've learned about rest is this. If we come unto Him, He will give us rest. And as a result of coming to Him, we're going to experience, Jamar, seasons of refreshing. Somebody says, yeah, but it's been pretty dry out there, but it's a new season. I said it's a new season. Don't meditate on the dryness of past seasons. Make the adjustments that you need to make. Make the adjustments you need to make that comes up in my spirit and say, it's a new day. It's a new season. I'll not have any more dry seasons. My season is here now. It's a new season of refreshing. It's a new season of life. It's a new season of rejuvenation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, no more. No more dry seasons. No more more down seasons. Woo, glory to God. So we're coming to Him. We're resting. And then we're experiencing seasons of refreshing. And then we're not following after the same example of unbelief and disobedience, but we enter into the rest of God by believing and by having faith. And when the counterattack comes, we're ready. We're ready. I said we're ready. We're not panicking because we're living in Him and He's living in us. The love of God is causing you and I to cause the fears that come to our soul to be turned out of doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. Rest is the victory that overcometh the world. Well, did you get anything out of today's message? Glory to God. Let's stand up, everybody, and give God praise. Pastor Tom, if you'd come. Amen. Somebody said, man, that wasn't a very long word. Yeah, but it was a good word. 
You don't have to have a long word to have an anointed word. Learn that. The anointing is where you want to go. The anointing is where you want to follow. And I dare say the anointing is in this place today. Glory to God. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. And after all that wonderful teaching in Hebrews chapter 11, or Hebrews chapter 4, in verse 12, it says this, For the Word of God. For the Word of God. This is your key to rest. And this is your key to maintaining rest. Read it with me. For the Word of God is quick. That means it's alive. Woo! Glory to God. Fred Price used to say, The Word of God is alive, but is it alive in you? Place your hand over your heart and say, The Word of God is living in me. Now let's try it again. Let's read it again before I start preaching again. Verse 12. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Anything that needs to be cut away for the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on up, sweetie. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's pray just a little bit. Glory to God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Now, let's raise a hand toward heaven. Say, I come unto you today. And I purpose to enter into into your rest. Thank you for times of refreshing. Thank you so much, Master. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That I know that I don't have to strive. I don't have to sweat. I just rest in the finished works of Christ. Hallelujah. Now, I know you probably got something, so go ahead and give it out, sweetheart. And another element of resting is remember. While you're resting, remember all that I have done for you. Too often people forget what they should remember and remember what they should forget. While you're resting, don't meditate on your failures or your shortcomings. Don't meditate on the symptoms that may be in your body. But remember, remember what I have done for you. Remember, I am your healer. Remember, I am your deliverer. Remember, I am your prince of peace. And this verse came up in my heart while that wonderful message was going forward. I just kept hearing it. While you're resting, remember. And I was prompted to look at Psalms 103. I referenced it earlier. But listen to these verses in the message. Oh, my soul, bless God from head to toe. I will bless your holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. We're going to remember all that the Lord has done. And this is some of the benefit. And some of the wonderful blessings that we shall remember. It goes on to say, 
He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your disease, everyone. He redeems you from hell and saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy. Oh, I love this. He wraps his good, wraps you in his goodness. And then this is a real good one for a lot of folks in here, including myself. He renews your youth. <clears throat> You're always young in his presence. Woo! <laughs> While I'm resting, I'm going to remember He is the strength of my life. My youth is renewed. There's another R for you. My youth is renewed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I just sent such an unction upon remember. <laughs> don't forget what you should remember. And don't remember what you should forget. There's some people in here today that you need to take some things that happened to you in 2023. Maybe even some things that happened to you this week. Maybe some things that people have done to you. They've said about you. And right now, as an act of your will, just put that thing in your hands and that person perhaps and do this. I'm casting that over on you, Lord. I'm casting that over on you, Lord. Everybody can do that to help others. I'm casting that over upon you, Lord. I choose to forget. I'm letting go of that. I'm not going to let my rest and my peace be disturbed. I choose to forget it. I choose to cast it right now in the name of Jesus. So, Hallelujah. What a great word. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> She's talking about remembering. Praise God. And to recall. Yeah. Recall. Amen. Recall. recall. Remind yourself. Yes. Speak the word of the Lord over Psalms 103. Yeah. Lamentation says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have great hope. In other words, as a result of me remembering and recalling, I have a great confident expectation of a great, great 2024. Amen. So F is faith. O is only on him. R is resting, recalling, reviving, renewing, restoring, rejuvenating. And man, you could preach a month and a half on all of that. Amen. Praise the Lord.